0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 8 of... Ghetto! My name is Hans. I'm Edward. And thank you so much for tuning in once again to listen to us talk about gaming, entertainment, technology and...
1: Lifestyle and all the things basically. Pretty
0: much. (laughs) So before we get into the topics we have for discussion today, I just want to take a moment to talk about how difficult getting today's episode... Live has been yeah it's
1: actually pretty bad
0: (laughs) for those who might not know we're currently in lockdown in South Africa and although everything worked smoothly last week it just so happens that this week Edward doesn't have internet connectivity at home yep this could be because of the cable breakages along Africa or it could be just some other random local problem you know this is what it is to live in Africa yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway we, we 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 tried a variety of things and so far we have like a two bar mobile connection and we're really hoping it holds through the rest of this episode yeah
1: who knew whatsapp would come to the rescue I know
0: of all the programs, yeah. so like FaceTime kept failing, and according to Edward, Messenger with Facebook takes up too much data, it takes so we're currently so much. video calling with WhatsApp, so we can at least see our faces and yeah. stare into each other's eyes while we do this podcast that we love so much. <laughs> and
1: it's actually holding up this time.
0: Oh, and speak- speaking of Get All, the podcast, we have reached over 100 listens yeah yeah
1: that's amazing for our eighth episode
0: and 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 bear in mind that's just with simple costs. so i haven't even looked at the metrics on spotify or apple music okay, so that's amazing. um yeah it's it's thank you just thank you to yeah. everybody who's listening um we, we love it it's, it's awesome um we're gonna keep thanking you because without you <laughs> <laughs> listening it doesn't give us incentive to carry on it boosts the I
1: mean. morale Yes, yeah, yeah. It, it keeps us going. It keeps yeah, us going, It's nice. you
0: know? So speaking of things that keep us going, you have told me previously that the only reason why Thor exists is because of the Hulk.
1: Yeah, very recently, I came across a super old interview with Stan Lee. And in it, he says that if it wasn't for the Hulk, Thor would never exist in the MCU. Basically, the idea is that Hulk is the strongest being alive, okay? Um, okay. And basically, the more angry he gets, the stronger he gets. So if you come into contact with him and, and you go up against him, he'll just get stronger and stronger and stronger. Yes. Um, so the only solution Stan Lee could think of to come around this is to introduce beings that we all know are already the most powerful, th- which are the gods, that's yes, and that's why he introduced <laughs> Thor and Odin into the MCU.
0: You know, it's it's fascinating that you speak about this because it kind of answers one of the questions we had from episode five, where yeah. we spoke about how Marvel was more scientific than DC, and uh-huh. you actually brought up the topic of the fact that well, how does that explain magic and the gods? Now, yeah. of course, these are fictional u- universes, so yeah. anything is possible, but. That is just very interesting to me because it basically means that although Marvel is more scientifically accurate, mm-hmm. because of the scientific accuracy, he had to bring in mythology.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Isn't that interesting? It's
1: it's super weird.
0: That makes you think of something else. Yeah. Um, how we also spoke about the number 13. Yeah. And how that was significant for Christianity, but more so because it's also significant in um, Norse mythology, uh-huh. where Loki was the 13th, character remember the number 13 oh yeah 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 if anyone's interested about that definitely check out episode five it was um very very interesting and i love the fact that we can actually speak about these things now again Mm. and how that it all sort of comes together so i think it's really cool that stanley took elements of i guess Mm. somewhat realistic mythology Mm. and brought it into his scientifically accurate universe in order to make it more real yeah, uh, <laughs>
1: to, to explain something that was scientific to begin that with. cannot be explained.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. Well, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. That's really cool.
1: So, yeah, when you bring in fiction to explain something real.
0: I dig that. And you know what this makes me think of as well? And of course, I'm going into the next topic straight from this, um, is science fiction, mm-hmm. right? Now, in our world, a lot of modern technologies are inspired by science fiction works. Like my dad will often talk to me about Dick Tracy and how the guy had a watch that you could phone on. And now I literally have an Apple watch that I can make calls from. So it's interesting how science fiction can often inspire real world technologies. Now, I say this because I am a huge fan of Battlestar Galactica. And if I could get a Cylon to love me, I totally, totally would. Okay. okay. And if anybody has watched the show, you will know who the, the red woman who's who I'm talking about. She is just beautiful, and <laughs> the future is bright for me. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the reason why I'm also bringing up Battlestar Galactica is because sci-fi have actually made the entire series. And I bear in mind, I'm talking about the, the new imagining of Battlestar Galactica. So not the old 60s, 70s show, but oh, the yeah. actual two, 2000s show um, is available for everybody to watch. And I'm so glad about this because it remains one of my all-time favorite sci-fi series.
1: I wasn't aware that there was a reimagining. Oh, so you didn't know? No. Okay, so, so stone me if you will. But I didn't like Battlestar Galactica. Like, never did. I, w- I was a um, Stargate guy myself.
0: Okay, but, but you're talking about the old yes. original series, See, right? See, I, I never yeah, knew yeah. there was a new one. No, I'm talking about the reimagined 2000 series.
1: Okay. So, it was a total reboot?
0: A total reboot, yeah. Wow, and okay. I can honestly tell you that it is phenomenal. From the writing, the story, the acting... It's just an incredible show. Now, I haven't seen it in many years. And Mm. now that I'm speaking about it, I'm kind of wondering, maybe I should make the time to binge it again during the lockdown because it really was phenomenal. And I was sad when it ended. But, you know, all good things must come to an end. Yeah.
1: If you are going to binge it, though, I hope you have the box set because this is not available locally. Oh, Uh, of course (laughs) it isn't. (laughs) Unfortunately.
0: I actually did have the box set. That was originally how I watched the show. Because back in the day, you know, before the proliferation of broadband internet, I used to buy all my DVDs from Amazon Mm -hmm. because I couldn't buy them locally. Mm -hmm. So I actually did have the collection once upon a time. And yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And I implore anybody out there, if anyone hasn't seen the new reimagining of Battlestar Galactica, to do yourself a favor. Because I imagine that if that new show had been aired today... I think it would have been immensely popular. Because at the time, it was very much ahead of the curve. They dealt with topics that nobody else dealt with back then. And it actually was quite controversial at the time. And I believe that today, I still think it's culturally and socially relevant. And yeah, everyone should try and watch it. That's super cool. Well, look, speaking about free TV, you mentioned something about HBO?
1: Yeah, um, I was about to lead into that. So, just like how sci-fi made the entire Battlestar Galactica free for... Not us, um, HBO <laughs> have unlocked five hundred hours of free content. Also, not for us, but what is? I mean, thank like,
0: <laughs> thank you, is, HBO. So, so for all of the people who are listening who are from the United States of America, I'm very happy for yeah, you. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> for us in South Africa, this news is just. Awful because all we can do is read it and wish. Now, we're not sponsored by anyone, not yet, anyway. But I literally received an email in my inbox yesterday about GetFlix, and they're currently having a, I think, 60 or 70% off um, special. On their um, DNS. And it works exceptionally well. Now, I bought a lifetime subscription several years ago. And it works for everything except for Netflix. But if you do sign up for their subscription packages, it also works with Netflix. So, you can access US Netflix if you want. Now, of course, I'm not advocating for anyone out there to use a DNS to try and access content that is deemed illegal. You can't see me doing air quotes, but I'm doing them. (laughs) Because of the rules and regulations of the states, it is technically illegal to access them. But whatever you do in your free time is up to you. And if you happen to get this DNS, then so be it.
1: Yeah. I'm just putting it out there. It it's it's a good <laughs> thing to use for for if you need to hide your browsing data from from the evil government. That's it. That's the excuse yes. we'll use.
0: And if anyone is curious about the promo code, it's last call and the number seventy. And it'll give you seventy percent off. Now, I'm just mentioning this because I saw the deal and I figured why not talk about it? I don't care if I'm not getting anything from it.
1: One day we'll we'll tell you, dear readers, that the code are is ghetto or something seven hundred. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be amazing. <sighs> I just wish I could watch the sopranos again, you know, without going through black
0: Do you know that I've never seen the sopranos?
1: It's so good.
0: It's, I've heard good things about it.
1: It's very very good. If if you like gangster type stuff but like the real gangster type stuff, not the yeah. Hollywood flash. It the, the Sopranos is really good.
0: Okay, cool, so we've spoken about services online in America that have free stuff, but something I wanted to bring up quickly as well is uh-huh. Showmax. Oh, okay. Um, I've said it before, and I know you agree with this as well, it really is one of the best value-for-money services in South Africa, yes. locally. Yeah. I mean, it allows you to watch a lot of, like, HBO shows and a lot of other imported series, Um, often sometimes a day after airing abroad, right? Yep.
1: Uh, sometimes equal. So
0: yeah some, well, immediately yeah yeah now i just wanted to bring it up because there's a brand new showmax original which just came out um it's called rage it's uh-huh. a a horror film okay last week i mentioned about how we had preview access uh-huh. and i watched it last weekend and i have been waiting to speak about it on the podcast okay
1: <laughs> let me know hit me with the facts
0: avoid 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 <laughs>
1: Okay, so the 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 tiny bit I've seen about it, it looks like a slasher. Is it a slasher?
0: Listen, listen. I'll I'll be perfectly honest with you. I really don't know what they were going for <laughs> because Okay. It's beautiful look, it's beautifully shot. I mean for, for a large part of the movie it looks like an art house film. Okay. You know, there's some really, there's some really great exposition in terms of like the scenery and on characters' faces and what happens to them and so on and so forth. But it's just, it's so disjointed and often gross for the sake of being gross that you know you're just left like sitting there going, "What the hell? Mm. Like, w- what is actually happening? What, what is going on here? Like, what is the purpose of this cult that these kids have accidentally roped themselves in?" Yeah you know so like nothing is ever explained and it's all ab- when it is it's just unbelievable as in these are supposed to be matric kids and yet the one lady ends up spewing out scientific fact like she's a third year varsity student oh, okay. you know and i'm just like i'm like no she's that's the token nerd i guess <laughs> <You know? laughs> no she was actually a really badass character i've got to say she was great um in terms of like acting um i also have to say that It left a lot to be desired, not from all of the actors, but there were a few where you're just like watching and you're like, oh, no, you know, when the other ones were really good. But it was also a little bit hammy. And I presume it's because it was meant to be a horror, but it actually wasn't scary. And like I said, it was gross gross for the sake of being gross. And I I actually ended up laughing a lot of the time because of how ridiculous it was. It's all about shock value. No, but it wasn't even shocking. It uh, was just like this is happening, and then I ended up laughing about what was going on because it was just so ridiculous. Yeah, kind of like saw, but saw knows that it's meant to be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it became you know, super stoppable. Whereas, <laughs> whereas this film was being really serious. Ah, uh, so <laughs> and I think I think maybe that's why it was so funny to yeah. me because it was taking itself really seriously, but it was just so badly done. Mm. Yeah, you know, and, and I don't want to really like like trash it too much, but honestly. Like, I know we're all in lockdown, but you know what? There's an hour and a half of your time you're not going to get back if you watch this film. Or rather, if you do watch it in a very humorous mood, maybe smoke a joint or something and enjoy. Because. <laughs> well,
1: if, if. Rather watch Friday the 13th or something. <laughs> <what you're> <laughs> or anything, really. Or anything, really.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I believe TSTV recently made a bunch of their channels free for many. Mini- uh, not for subscribers for people that can download the DStv Now app um i believe oh, really? they can yeah
0: so so it's not for just for people who have well i guess a DStv decoder so it's for anybody
1: yeah yeah um well well the DStv Now has been a a product of its own for a little while now um but yes, now but
0: can you ever get it to work because i'll be honest with you like i mean you know what good for you multi choice for uh-huh. trying to do something here but without fail because i know this because my mother likes the bachelor now, without fail, every single time we try to boot up DSTV Now during prime time, and I basically mean any time after 5 p.m., mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. Um,
1: I don't know. Like, I watch my sport, obviously, on DSTV, and I usually use the Now app on Xbox for that. Um, on the oh, okay. iPad, I also use DSTV Now, but very, very rarely compared to on Xbox. Um yeah, I don't know. For me, it's been working, at least whenever I I did
0: well, watch. consider yourself lucky, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, well, look. On, on the topic of um, things that we can get for free, I think what you were leading to is that with your Xbox, um, Xbox Live Gold has free uh, games. I yeah. Mean, okay, look, they, ha- they happen monthly, we know yes. this. But you, you mentioned something about local. Yes. Something locally specific. Um,
1: so talking about VPNs and stuff, at least you don't need one for this. Um, <laughs> did you know that... that Obviously, Xbox Live Gold—they give three to four free games a month. Okay, uh, did you know that those games are sometimes localized to certain regions?
0: I am aware. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so,
1: so for instance, this month, um, instead of Project Cars, you get As Divine Hearts in Japan. So, okay. So, I think As Divine Hearts is an RPG. It's a Japanese RPG. It, it has English built into it. So just just to make you aware. Again, um, so
0: how should people redeem this?
1: So basically you can redeem both Project Cars and Estevine Hearts if you just go to the the Japanese store on your browser or whatever and log in and redeem it from there. As long as you, you obviously have Xbox Live. It's literally that easy. And obviously, if you have a browser that, that translates for you, like I use Microsoft Edge, but I know Chrome does it too. Um, it translates for you. I could read everything in English. I could redeem it easy. And I, did, you, did you do it? You yeah, redeemed it? Yeah. So now I have Project Cars and Aston One Heart.
0: I was under the impression you might have needed like Japanese billing info.
1: No, not at all. I I thought oh, I so had to works. change my my country region, which I wouldn't do because yeah. that's a schlep. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's all good. I I I so- I have the RPG downloading <laughs> you, now. Well You not just now. went
0: to Xbox.com, but Japan. Yeah. Logged in with I think. your credentials. Yeah. And redeemed it. Well, uh,
1: I already had the store link dot co dot jp i think i'm not sure i have the store links bookmarked um so i just go directly to the store on that region to check which games are free okay well look if
0: any of you out there listening are curious to try this um i'll link this in the show notes yeah so just click on it it'll take you straight to the japanese store Mm -hmm. just sign in um and as edward said use either chrome or edge to auto translate and boom new game there you go Hey, and uh, well that's even, awesome. if you,
1: even if you don't translate, just click the big blue button. Uh, that's usually ju- the get button. <laughs> and you'll know if it charges you or not, but it doesn't. I promise.
0: That's really awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, look, on the topic of, of video games, I actually saw something else that was pretty interesting. And mm-hmm. I, I, I want to speak about it because it's an unusual move. I mean... We've spoken about Microsoft and Sony in the past. Yeah. um, And we're still getting to that bonus episode. Um, We obviously... It's challenging during the lockdown to really get these things in place. But hopefully in the near future. Now, Microsoft is taking a very unique approach to video games for the Xbox service. Where Sony and Nintendo are still boxing people in to the console and their services. Microsoft is really opening things up. So... One of the more recent changes is their online multiplayer game, Sea of Thieves, mm-hmm. which is available as on Game Pass, Microsoft Store, it's multiplayer for Xbox and PC. It's not coming to Steam. And this is following the release of Halo on Steam. That's so weird. I think it's phenomenal. The, honestly. So, like, okay,
1: so we know Microsoft, they don't care about doing the whole unique thing they're all about the players they want as many players at once to play the game but putting an xbox game a fundamentally microsoft game on steam that's so weird to me well the
0: thing is this is not the first time mm-hmm. and i think it's part of a larger strategy in other words you know let's take a game that people thoroughly already enjoy. I mean, look, I'm a huge fan of Sea of Thieves. You know this. Yeah. I will often play online with, um, you know, some friends and family of mine and we'll do the tall tales and we'll just sail the seas and get drunk. Not in real life. I mean, in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in real life too. (laughs) (laughs) It's honestly just good fun though. And I think by bringing that to Steam, you're just opening up the audience. You know, now I'm genuinely curious to see how this is going to work as well. As in, you know, will the game have sort of Xbox Live components built in? Like, will a Steam player be able to play with Xbox players and PC players? See, that's what I'm curious about. Like, how will
1: they connect to Xbox players? I reckon the game will ask you for your Microsoft login. I yes, can only assume. I think so as well. Um, either way, that's this is a good move. It's a very good move.
0: It's great. It's yeah. great. It also just it just again speaks to the different way of thinking that Microsoft has for gaming in general yeah. versus Sony and Nintendo. You know, Microsoft is really exploring all avenues and putting their games on a variety of platforms so that you as a Xbox gamer have the freedom to play wherever you want yeah. versus just being stuck to a console. Now, Nintendo is still steadfastly being Nintendo where they're not mm-hmm. budging, they're just sticking to their consoles. Mm-hmm. Sony, on the other hand, they're slowly starting to loosen their grip, as in we know that Death Stranding and Horizon Zero Dawn are both coming to PC Mm -hmm. uh, later this year, which is a very interesting move because both of those games were PlayStation 4 exclusives. Yes. You know, we did speak about this in a previous episode about how Sony fanboys are upset about it. Um, That aside, it is a good move. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, unfortunately, it's not as good as Microsoft's. And by that, I just mean... You know, if I own Sea of Thieves on Xbox, I can already play it on PC. Yes. You know, whereas with Sony's model, you'll have to buy the game on PC after already owning it on PlayStation. Yes. So it's a little bit different, but at least it's somewhat in the right direction.
1: So, like, imagine running around in in Halo and that finally coming to Sony one day.
0: Um, I That would be cool. Yeah. I, I would be down for that. Like,
1: imagine if, if Microsoft came out on the stage and said oh, this is Halo Infinite, it's a launch title, and by the way, releasing on PS5
0: as well. Like, But you need a Game Pass subscription.
1: Oh, no, nah, that, that, <laughs> that'll that be super <laughs> scummy, I dare okay, say.
0: Okay, look, 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 no, no. they're They're not going to do that. So the way that Microsoft will work is because they're very much moving in a services direction. Yeah. So if you were to ever play an Xbox-developed title mm-hmm. somewhere else, it would be through something like Game Pass. It wouldn't be as a separate, unique purchase. Except- I'm talking about now, like, on a on Nintendo Switch or PlayStation. I'm not talking about PC. PC is a different beast. Um, you know, releasing it on Steam is not the same as releasing it on your competing platform.
1: But why would you need a Game Pass? Even though you're a PS5 player?
0: No, but this is what I'm saying. So look at Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which includes... Game Pass for PC, for Xbox, as well as Xbox Live Gold, right? It's all in one night, neat subscription. But it also includes xCloud, which is the forthcoming streaming service from Microsoft, Mm -hmm. which means that you can either stream your games from your console, or you can stream games directly from the cloud from Microsoft's servers. Now, that kind of a service could potentially be put on any platform, meaning if Nintendo was open to it, you could have that service on your Nintendo Switch.
1: You mean like a Project X Cloud app and then you play their games via that?
0: Yes, that's that's co- kind of what I'm getting to. So it's not like it's not Microsoft saying, oh, Halo is now available on PlayStation. Yeah. It's more like if you have a PlayStation, you can subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate and have access to our online titles. But of course, again, that is very much wishful thinking. Because Sony and Nintendo, in my opinion, wouldn't allow it because it'll then cannibalize their gaming shares. Mm. Because you know, then it's a Microsoft subscription on their box.
1: I get that. You see, I get that.
0: Of course, you know, you never know what the future holds, but this is yeah. ideally where Microsoft is moving towards, mm. which is why I think having games on Steam doesn't cannibalize that aspect of it. Yeah. You see,
1: I see. I get because that PC
0: now. PC is different. You know, PC is a little bit different versus other platform holders. Mm. Speaking of games, um The Last of Us 2 and Marvel's Avengers in VR have been indefinitely delayed because of COVID-19.
1: Yeah, it's sad news, but, but basically Sony what Interactive Entertainment came out and said that they can't promise to release the game in the way they wanted and the way yeah yeah
0: you know you know what this is this is just them bitches okay who like to buy hard copies of stuff
1: pretty much exactly (laughs) this be
0: 2020 y'all if you're not downloading your games you're doing life wrong exactly please honestly (laughs) so now so now that all digital fellas like us can't get the games because y'all need physical copies
1: yeah like
0: you know who you are you need okay. physical
1: copies and you need some statues or some, sh- some whatever to go with it, you know? Um, okay, look, I mean, look,
0: obviously, <laughs> we're, we're, we're saying a lot of this in jest, um, but it is the truth, though. So these games and many others throughout the year, which I'm sure announcements will be made, are being delayed because despite games being available online, there is still a very large part of the market that buys games physically. Yeah. And to not have that available means it cannibalizes into sales and to profits. So, therefore, rather delay it for everyone than trying to force people to download their games instead.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: That's basically what it's coming down to.
1: It's still sad. Like, these are big titles that people wanted to play. Speaking of playing.
0: <laughs> oh, I know where you're going with yeah. this. <laughs> so, so, the
1: World Health Organization, guess what they said?
0: um i know what they said <laughs> <laughs> no, after years of telling people that video games are bad for your health
1: yeah and that video gaming addiction is a real thing like literally just yeah, a few they months ago done
0: a huge 180 pivot yeah and are saying no no staying at home and playing games is good for your health yeah no duh <laughs> okay <laughs>
1: Yeah, basically they want everyone to stay home. Okay? We all want everyone to stay home to to flatten the curve. And Correct. They are er, they are urging people to play video games, <laughs> regardless of the fact that they think gaming addiction is a real problem.
0: Um as gamers, we've known the truth about gaming for a long time. Yeah. Look, anything can be addictive, okay? If you allow it to be or if you have an addictive personality. With that said, as somebody who did a master's thesis in the topic of video games from a social sciences perspective, particularly with regards to the benefits of video games, it's about damn time that the WHO get on board. Yeah. Okay? Because anyone who knows anything about video games, especially academics, and I'm going to hesitate to say it, like, but like myself, know that there are far more positives to playing video games than there are negatives. The stereotype of... Video gaming being mostly negative really needs to come to an end now. Mm. Because it is just, it's absurd. From hand-eye coordination to puzzle solving and other mental acuities. As well as socializing and forming relationships and and camaraderie online. There are just so many more benefits Mm. to playing games than there are negatives.
1: Yeah. I totally get that. That obviously you can get addicted. Um, Personally, I lost many, many... Hours of my life to MapleStory, uh, MMO back in the day. I don't know if it's still on, but and I genuinely, I was addicted. I I lost grades because of that. But even then, I think gaming still um, helped me. It helped me learn typing, it helped me learn English. It made me more aware of the internet the the old culture the the internet culture and meme culture and all that. I learned that from a game um
0: so that's incredible, yeah, I mean not the addiction <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: not the addiction, but so so i we get that addiction is a thing, but to finally have the the w h o come out and say that listen maybe playing games isn't all that bad. Just do yourself a favor and do it. But that's a great step in the right direction.
0: So, yeah, it's really good that people yeah. are finally starting to see that, you know, especially from a perspective of not only the exactly. like the benefits, you know, like the actual physical benefits that you can get from gaming, mm-hmm. but also the way that it allows you to think and how gaming is an art form. So, look at a game like Hellblade, right? Send You a Sacrifice, yep. which is getting a sequel on Xbox Series X. That game is actually incredible because it deals with schizophrenia. Yeah. And, it uses gaming as a platform for bringing awareness to that kind of disease, you know, which most other art forms don't necessarily get the opportunity to do. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because I want to segue into something else now. Mm. But um, Hellblade uses audio in a phenomenal way. Mm-hmm. And I have to mention that because I w- just want to know from you, have you ever heard of Sound Actor? And I probably said that in the totally wrong accent.
1: <laughs> um, I have not. Like the first time you you sent me this blurb, is, is the first time <laughs> I've ever heard of it.
0: I think it's I think it's No, I'm saying it in the term. Uh, I
1: think it's soundductor. <laughs> That's that. that might um, be a bit better. It's German.
0: And essentially, it's the it it means sound actuator. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I want to speak about this is because I I found it truly fascinating, and it all has to do with the fact that most modern vehicles actually have a dedicated speaker system in the car to make the car's engines sound louder and the reason why this has taken place is because of technological innovation engines have obviously become more efficient yeah and a more efficient engine is quieter yeah now people like to hear the sounds of engines and a lot of the times when people sit in a car and test drive it they like to hear the sound because obviously the louder the engine the faster the vehicle and they did some research and statistics and found that i think it was over of the sound of an engine is attributed to how fast somebody thinks a vehicle is. Yeah. And this is why these sound actor, (laughs) whatever (laughs) the word is, um, has been implemented. And it's a means of boosting engine sounds.
1: So, all I'm thinking is pimp my ride. (laughs) And one specific episode way back, I can't even remember how old that show is, but I remember Exhibit going to some, going up to someone and explaining to them what the sound system they put into the car, which would make their little... I think it was a Honda Civic or whatever, sound like a Lambo or like a <laughs> Nissan GTR r and a, a Skyline. And this is basically that, I assume, which is weird. So and, in many
0: ways, that's correct. Yeah. But it's not to be confused with the speaker systems mm. for electric vehicles yep. for example so there's actually there's two audio systems or rather three audio systems that most cars use there's one that's inside obviously just for you to to listen to there's this sound ductor thing which makes the engine seem louder and faster or, or gives the perception of being faster Biger. because it sounds louder yep. inside you're bigger and then there's a third one which are speakers outside of vehicles mostly for electric vehicles so that pedestrians Could can you. hear cars coming because that's, electric cars are near silent. That's a good point.
1: <laughs> um, I remember back when I was a, a lowly pizza delivery guy, um, I had to loan my dad's car because my car went in for a service. Someone bumped me. And um, my dad had the electric RAV, or not the RAV, the electric um, Auras at the time. and. Yeah. No one would hear me in the streets. And I, and, and I used to deliver in a busy neighborhood. Very busy. Everyone, the streets was always... People were always walking everywhere. And I would always have to hoot for people to get them out of the way. And it's so weird. Yeah, it is, right? Yeah. So, so,
0: so there we go. So that, that is sounddactor, which is basically making cars sound better to make them feel faster. And that's different to normal audio in a car or audio so that you can hear cars coming. And it's so weird. Eh?
1: Like, I'm a car guy and I didn't know about this. So today I learned something <laughs> new. So that's pretty cool.
0: Well, on Ghetto, we aim to please. Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> Learning
0: with Ghetto. Ghetto. <laughs> well there we go um we've reached the end of episode eight Um, that actually went really well at least i hope it did yeah like um, given the the trouble we had earlier
1: yeah Uh, i've only had like one or two (laughs) poor connection messages come up throughout this entire (laughs) thing which is great so.
0: look overall it's been okay although they can't hear it because we're actually recording our audio separately and then we're going to sync it up later yes um but i have actually struggled to hear him every now and again so oh okay I'm, I, I i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it'll all work out yeah but yeah um thank you everybody for tuning in to this episode of Ghetto.
1: yeah it was great
0: and yeah we it's episode eight um we have well over a hundred and i think it's a hundred and something downloads now already and um, thank you so much for the support We hope you'll continue listening and we look forward. Oh, and also, please, we hope you're keeping safe wherever you are in the world. Yes, please. During this lockdown period, you know, uh, just stay safe, look after yourselves. And for next week's episode, we'll be back with even more information about what you can do during lockdown. Cool. Keep yourselves busy. Yes. It's sort of an extension of what we spoke about last week. If yeah, for those of you who did listen. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much. So from me... Have a wonderful week ahead. Ciao for now. Bye-bye. Have a lovely one.